This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, recently, friend of the show and Oshawa native Hall of Famer and Hall of Fame jockey Sandy Holly received a tremendous honor when the city named a new park after him, which was being constructed on the grounds that once made up the famed Winfields Farm and was home at one time of one of the greatest thoroughbreds ever, Northern Dancer. Shortly, Sandy will join us, and we'll talk more about how big of an honor it is to have a park in your home city named after you and how the special significance of it being constructed in the former Winfields Farm site. Also, last weekend was the Breeders' Cup Championships with the best thoroughbreds from around the world competing. And then earlier this week at the Fasig Tipton November Sale held in Lexington, Kentucky, we saw several familiar names go under the hammer, including She Dares the Devil, who competed in the Breeders' Cup Distaff a few days earlier, then went through the sales ring, bringing in a price of $5 million. Shortly, friend of the show, Kurt Becker, he'll join us to recap some of the major Breeders' Cup stories and also the amount of dollars that have been changing hands at Fasig Tipton and what is the sales atmosphere really like in 2021. And finally, while he's back, co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with their Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It is going to be a great show, so you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent racing news, including a report on friend of the show, the amazing Pink Lloyd. Ponies 24-7. The Radio Magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert in all things ponies, Larry Simpson. And Larry, your friend, Pink Lloyd, did it again. He did. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, this is incredible. Well, it's twenty-five stakes races for him, and uh, easily won the uh, 
$100,000 Ontario Jockey Club stakes at Woodbine on Sunday. So uh, it's amazing. He's won over $1.7 million career, which isn't bad for a horse that was purchased for the equivalent of about $28,446 as a yearling in 2013. So, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty good return on investment. It's, it, it is one of those stories where we're, we're enjoying it now, but a few years from now, we'll look back and go, can you believe what Pink Lloyd did? I think as time goes on, the legacy and the legend of Pink Lloyd and the accomplishments will seem even more magnificent when you think about it compared to other horses. Well, I think so, and I think he's become the people's horse, and uh, uh, he's got probably one more start, and that's the uh, Kennedy Road at uh, Woodbine on uh, uh, November the 27th, so... Uh, that figures to be his last race, and I guess what's going to happen then is he's going to retire to Long Run's uh, Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation Farm in Hillsburg as a basically a, as a farm ambassador. So, and you wanted to talk about a, a jockey known to a lot of fans as Hustling Hugo, uh, who made a real mark to horse racing fans in this country. Yes, uh, we'd be remiss in not mentioning the passing of uh, jockey Hugo Ditfa, or as he was referred to on the track, uh, Hustling Hugo. Um, Hugo was a mainstay on the Woodbine circuit, and actually he won over 4,000 races in his career, including the 1961 Queen's Plate on a horse by the name of Blue Light, who was a big long shot and defeated the heavy favorite Just Don't Shove, who was ridden by the famed Johnny Longdon, uh, who's in basically every horse racing hall of fame that, that there is. Uh, Hugo uh, won leading riding titles at Woodbine, Greenwood, Fort Erie, and he actually won the Prince of Wales Stakes at Fort Erie a record five times and uh, retired from riding in 1989 to become a trainer. And he was elected to the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame in 1983, and the records and records go on with him. And, and unfortunately, we lost him a couple of weeks ago. But Hutzling Hugo, one of the great nicknames for a jockey ever, and uh, what a legacy he leaves in Canadian horse racing. Pretty impressive. Yep, it is. All right, friend of the show, one of the all-time greats, Sandy Hawley, recently had another honor bestowed upon him. Now, this is something not everyone gets to have done for them. A park has been built on the grounds of the former renowned Canadian breeding and racing operation, Winfield's Farm, and named after the star jockey, Canadian racing ambassador, Sandy. As always, welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Always great to have you on. Thank you very much. Great to be on with you guys. Jim, Larry, it's a pleasure. Well, I mean, how did you find out about the park? It must have surprised you when you got the news, Sandy. It's kind of been in the mix for a couple of years. Uh, I remember John Henry, the mayor back then, uh, he got a hold of me and he said, we're thinking about uh, this park for Winfield Farms and we're thinking of naming it after you. Would that be okay? And I said, okay, that would be a great honor. You know, Winfield's is where I had my first job and a lot of great memories there. Boy, I couldn't believe when they said that. And I haven't really seen the park, but it looks pretty nice from the pictures. And, and as you say, it's, it's built on the grounds of Winfields. Tell us, how special was Winfields Farm to you? That's where I had my first job, so it was, it was pretty neat. Uh, I remember back in the day, I, I went and I met a trainer by the name of Duke Campbell. Uh, I think it was back in 1966. Uh, I remember meeting Mr. Campbell, and you know he's such a wonderful guy, and he ended up uh, taking me under his wing. He was actually boarding his horses at Winfield Farms at the time. I remember it was my Uncle Webb Bride, uh, God rest his soul, he was the one that mentioned to me, you should think about becoming a jockey. So <laughs> I started bugging him to take me to the racetrack. We lived in Oshawa, so he just took me over to Winfield Farms. And as I mentioned, that's where I met uh, trainer Duke Campbell. And what a blessing that was for me, because if I hadn't met him, I wouldn't be talking to you guys about Sandy Holly Park right now. 
And of course, Northern Dancer from that farm. And, you know, a lot of people forget of the importance of Northern Dancer. And the, it wasn't just a big horse in Canada. It's one of the great thoroughbreds around the world of all time, Sandy. Well, breeding-wise, I think he, he could be the greatest breeder of all time. Yeah, he was he was born in Oshawa, and he was actually at stud at Winfield Farms when I uh, got my first job there. He won the Kentucky Derby, I guess it was about four or five years before I started riding. But yeah, he's a, a tremendous horse from Canada. And of course, Mr. E.P. Taylor owned him. And one of my greatest thrills uh, was winning on Regal Embrace in the 1978 uh, Queen's Plate. Uh, that was that was unbelievable for me because 10 years before that, I was at uh, Mr. Taylor's farm, you know, looking for a job. And here I am in the winter circle with him now. So uh, he was a tremendous horse, uh, Regal Embrace. But uh, Northern Dancer, uh, he was the best, that's for sure. And I guess it must be nice that horse racing, the heritage of horse racing, has still been kind of protected in, in your park now. With They've taken a little bit of elements from Winfields and, and that and included it, and also the street names in the area, right? Yes, for sure. A lot of the streets are named after horses and races. And so it's it's really a cool neighborhood. You know, you hate to see uh, Winfield Farms go. It was such a beautiful farm. And I remember driving by, by there even before I started working at Winfields and seeing the beautiful weanlings and, and the mares and, and the studs and, and everybody, all, all the beautiful horses running in the fields, uh, you know, it was in the paddocks, it was, it's a shame to see all that gone, but uh, they did a really nice job. It's, it's a beautiful neighborhood. I know, Larry, you wanted to ask Sandy about Hugo Ditfa. Yeah, as, as you know, uh, Sandy, Hugo uh, Ditfa passed away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you raced against him. What was he? What was he like to ride against? Uh, I did, Larry, and I actually helped with his eulogy just the other day. Uh, they had me on Zoom, and I, and I spoke about Hugo, and uh, he was an amazing competitor. You know, I, I loved riding with Hugo. He taught me so much too. I, I remember when I first started riding, he gave me some really good tips about not making my move going into a turn because. Versus change leads and drop over. <laughs> I think they may have shut him off a few times. So <laughs> he, uh, he wanted to give me a tip so I wouldn't shut him off anymore. But he was very helpful. And he also told me, he said, Sandy, when you go out there, I'll give you this tip. Just pretend you're as good as anybody out there, no matter where, where you're riding. And that stuck with me the rest of my career. And he was the hardest working jockey I've ever seen. In the morning, I used to get on horses for Duke Campbell. I used to get on like 10 in the morning. This is before I started riding races. And every time I was out there, I think I saw Hugo Ditfa getting on a horse. He, he worked so hard. And when I started riding, it was a horse in the last race, and he just rode eight horses in the mud. And there was a horse that was 20 to 1 open in the last race, and he didn't have a mount. He would be there and tell the guy, I'll ride that horse for you. Like, he, he, was, he was amazing. He was a great inspiration for all of us. Just to change gears a little bit, Sandy, recently this past weekend, friend of the show, Flo Giroux, was fined for the use of the riding crop. Um, it's basically down to six times a race and only two in succession. From your standpoint as a jockey and races of those magnitude, how, how can you be safe and the horse be safe if you can only use a riding crop that few times? Well, you know what? You, you do need to have the whip to guide your horse. Uh, I know they're changing rules all the time, uh, whether it be football, hockey, or, or whatever sport it is. And I know the, the whip rule has always been one to be debated. Um, you know, I, I do believe that you do need a whip to be able to guide the horse. Like taking the whip away altogether, 
would be would be a problem for a rider, and it would be very dangerous for you know the horse and the rider uh, as well. So, you know, it's it's really really tough to say. You know, I I know when when I was riding, um, you know, you you could hit the horse, uh, you know, uh, whatever you can kind of <laughs> the way you wanted, but you you could get fined as well in my day. You know, if you uh, hit a horse in the wrong place or something like that. So, you know, looking at it uh, from the perspective today, the rules are always going to be changed. Uh, you know, it's it's a tough call. But it's kind of contradictory, isn't it, Sandy? Because you're obviously a jockey is trying to win. And in the past, they would, you know, they maybe get fined or that for not persevering with a horse. Now they're basically being told, you know, just how how much they can persevere with a horse. So it's, it's kind of contradictory, isn't it? That's a good point. Uh, you know, some horses need more encouragement than other horses. Other horses run if you just tap them on the shoulder. Other horses, uh, you need that. You need to hit them a couple of times to, to get them in gear. Um, I can see where you're coming from, but, you know, um, at the same time, everybody's under the same rules. So it's not like uh, one jockey can hit a horse six or seven times. The only jockey can only hit him twice. Uh, we're all in, they're all under the same rules. So you just have to follow the rules that are that are put in action. Beautiful, Sandy. For everyone in Oshawa, head by Simcoe Street, not far from Winchester, and check out Sandy Holly Park. A bit of horse racing history in his hometown, <laughs> Oshawa, Ontario. Sandy, friend of the show, friend of all horse racing. Thank you so much for doing this. We greatly appreciate it, Sandy. Oh, it's my pleasure, guys. Uh, I'll be on anytime. Thank you. Take care now. When we come back, Kurt Becker will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We'll talk more about last week's Breeders' Cup and some recent U.S. horse sales. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HBIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HBIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, Keeneland announcer and friend of the show, Kurt Becker, one of the very best in the business, joining us once again. And who better to recap some of the Breeders' Cup action last week than the man who called the Breeders' Cup races at Keeneland. Kurt, welcome back to the show. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Always a thrill to have you on. Fellas, it's good to be back on the show with you. It's a fun time of year in the industry. It's, uh, as you just referenced, a lot's been a lot's been happening. What was your biggest takeaway from the Breeders' Cup last weekend? The most significant aspect of the Breeders' Cup was arguably the impact of the Japanese horses. Horsemen in Japan, breeders in Japan, they've been investing in American racing, and they have tried and tried. And, and just to be frank, a lot of the horses from Japan that have come, they, they've hardly been a factor over the years. They keep taking chances. They kept firing at it. And I thought that the two victories by Japanese-based horses was arguably the biggest story of the Breeders' Cup. And then, and then of course, uh, there's, there's no getting around the fact that Nick's go... Uh, so many questions. Could he get the mile and a quarter? And not only did he get the mile and a quarter in the classic, but goes out and leads every step of the way. That was uh, that was a very impressive individual performance. But Friday, it came with its own controversy, eh? With modern games being a scratch at the uh, gate in the juvenile turf and then being allowed to race. That was. Uh, that was an awkward situation. I have been a, a paramutual thoroughbred announcer going back to 1993. I don't recall that I've ever personally... I've been involved with a situation like that, but you're right. Uh, you, and what had happened, the confusion was the fact that in California, they have a rule on the books. If a horse crashes through the gate door prematurely before the race begins, it's an automatic scratch. What happened was the staff of veterinarians standing behind the gate saw this horse, moder- uh, they, they saw the, the, the horse emerge, modern games emerge from the gate. They didn't realize that the, the assistant starters had opened the gate door to allow modern games out of the gate because the horse was getting very restless. The veterinarians relayed word to the stewards, hey, this horse crashed through the gate door. That's an automatic scratch. Well, then the jockey and the assistant starters said, no, 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 no. He never made contact with the gate door. The assistant starters opened the gate door to let him out so he could relax for a moment. So that's, that was the confusion. And to be fair to the California uh, officials, the, the folks at Delmar, they did the best they could. They went to the rule book, and the rule book said, hey, look, in a case like this, if a horse is incorrectly announced as a scratch, the horse can be allowed to run, but only for purse money, not for wagering purposes. But it was almost like a case of NBC Sunday Night Football video review for the Breeders' Cup. That's that's something you didn't expect to see, but it came. It was beneficial for the jockey, the trader, and the horse. And, and that's true, too. And uh, you know, the, the day and age of technology in which we live, uh, it can be a huge benefit in situations like that. And, and NBC, uh, they've been a great partner uh, with the Breeders' Cup going all the way back to the inaugural. I mean, they, they really have. And Corniche was, was pretty impressive, too. But again, you've got a little bit of controversy there with uh, the horse being trained by Bob Baffert and not allowed to collect any derby points because usually the juvenile is the, the first stepping stone to the uh, to the next year's derby, correct? That, that is correct, and uh, this will be a topic of discussion going forward because right now, Corniche, despite that win, and you're right, he was very impressive for winning the juvenile, led every step, and uh, was much the best, but regrettably for his connections, he scored no points toward earning a starting spot in next year's Kentucky Derby. So uh, the, the conventional wisdom is that chances are that Bob Baffert, the trainer, and of course, as it stands right now, Bob is is barred from competing in the Kentucky Derby for the next two years because of the post-race drug testing involving this year's first-place finisher, uh, which he trained Medina Spirit. 
so, so, but the, the conventional wisdom is that going forward, uh, there's a good chance that Bob might sit down with the owner of Cornish and just say, look, you've been a good owner. I'm not going to stand in your way. If, if you need to send this horse to a different barn, feel free. I mean, that's just speculation. Nobody knows that that's what's going to happen. Now, while all this is going on, Kurt, there has been some very impressive horse sales over the last week or so, some big numbers throwing around, including she dares the devil $5 million. That's big money. That is. And, uh, you know, our colleagues uh, across town here in Lexington at uh, the Phasing Tipton sale, uh, they they had a, a good sale, and and that was where she sold. And and uh, heck, we talked about it here at Keeneland. We would have loved to have had her gone through our room, but we've had some really fine offerings too. We we had Paris Lights, uh, a Grade One winning filly that sold here on Wednesday, right near the end of the session. She was the second to last horse to go through the ring on Wednesday, and she sold for three point one million dollars. So uh, the market's been good. A lot of money been changing hands here in Lexington, Kentucky, over the past few days. Real quick, why the big money? I mean, people would assume, oh, COVID and horse racing. But for, from my standpoint, you're throwing that kind of money down a horse. Business must be pretty good. There seems to be a lot of optimism within the industry. And we saw that during sales season. The uh, the September yearling sale here at Keeneland was, was very strong, for example. And some of that has carried over into the uh, the November breeding stock sale. Uh, you know, and, and I will I will say this again. When it comes to this industry, I don't care if it's the horse players who go to the betting windows or if it's the folks who put down their money to actually invest in these horses. We all fuel the industry, and uh, we appreciate the fact that uh, you know you've got to be an optimist in this business. That's all I can say. You've got to be the eternal optimist, and there seems to be a lot of positive thinking right now as we move forward toward 2022. And you've been involved uh, with sales, reading pedigrees and that on both sides of the border. Would you say that the climate now has changed, uh, possibly one of the reasons being because there's uh, more attendance, correct? I think that's a fair point. And I, I know that since things have gradually opened up here in the States, folks have been very anxious to get back to the races. Uh, the attendance and the, the mutual handle were very strong, for example, in October at Keeneland's annual fall race meeting. In fact, it was a record handle for a fall meet here. And I think maybe that's part of the reason, you know, going back to your earlier earlier question, the amount of money that's changing hands right now, I, I think it's the same thing. I think a lot of folks battened down the hatches, became more conservative with their finances, and, and rightfully so when we went through all the uncertainty when the pandemic first uh, broke. But I think now that we've learned better how to deal with the pandemic, how to deal with the ongoing cases and so forth, how as a society, how to address it, and get everybody back to work and back into the flow economically. I think that has caused a lot of people in this business to say, you know, I kind of sat out in 2020, and I'm anxious now to get back in. Kurt, you're a good man. Always thrilled to have you on, and great work as always, and enjoy uh, whatever offseason you do have as we look at 2022. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure to be on with you, gentlemen, and uh, all the best to all of our friends in Canada. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park. And so make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. 
Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, before we wrap up our show, Chris, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and possible betting gems? As Larry gives us his scorching hot Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, take it away. Thanks, Jim. Let's start at Woodbine. Uh, today, they're hosting an 11-race card, including two stakes races, the Grade 2 $175,000 Bess Arabian and the Grade 3 $150,000 Maple Leaf Stakes. Both races are for uh, fillies and mares, but... I'm going to go to race five, uh, a maiden optional claimer for two-year-olds at a mile and 70 yards on the Tapita with a purse of $48,300. On our October 23rd show, I selected a horse that was making his first lifetime start by the name of Bound Lucky. Going into that race, he'd been working very well, and that's actually why I liked him. And other people liked him. He was bet down to eight to one odds at post time. Well, what happens with two-year-olds is uh, they make their first start, they get into some trouble and that's what happened with Bound Lucky is he actually hit the starting gate at the start and he was a little slow getting into a stride so uh, he did close a bit uh, he's had a nice workout from the gate which is important uh, since that race and a little more distance which should help today so he's going from seven furlongs to a mile and 70 yards I'm not enamored with post 11 which he's got but I do think that with the first race serving more as an education one for him Bell and Lucky should race a lot better today. So Woodbine, race five, number 11, Bell and Lucky. Okay, I like your I like your thinking. What's next? Okay, Aqueduct opened uh, earlier this week uh, for their fall winter meet. And their ninth race is the $150,000 Artie Schiller Stakes at a mile on the turf. Uh, the number six horse, Tell Your Daddy, was actually and also eligible for last weekend's Breeders' Cup Mile and didn't dry in, so uh, plan B for him is today's race, which is a non-graded event, uh, so it's a big uh, class drop for him. Last start at Keeneland, Tell Your Daddy finished a close second in the grade one turf mile there, and is reunited again today with uh, jockey John Velasquez, who won with Tell Your Daddy two starts back at Saratoga in the grade two Barouche handicap. So again, this horse is really dropping down in class today. So Aqueduct, race nine, number six, Tell Your Daddy. Okay, then? Uh... Woodbine Mohawk Park hosts a 10 race card tonight, including race three, which is a one mile trot for a purse of $14,000. Number four, Victor uh, Victorus drew uh, post six 
post 10 last week, I should say, in a class higher and still closed some with a, a last quarter in 27 and 1. He's back down a, cl- a class today where two starts back, he was a closing second and was well bet that night. Scott Young, friend of the show, drives uh, Victor Invictus tonight and actually had his choice of uh, another horse in this race. So that's a good sign that uh, Scott obviously likes this horse. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race three, number four, Victor Invictus. And finally. Uh, Delmar hosts a nine race card uh, today, including the $100,000 Desi Arnaz stakes. Oh, Desi Arnaz! Desi Arnaz, Oh, cool! Yeah. But actually, I'm looking at race seven, which is a five furlong turf event for a purse of $72,000. The number eight horse, Too Late, is not really a win machine with only one win and 13 starts. However, he does like the Delmar turf course, which was evident two starts back when Too Late finished second at today's five furlong distance, beating the neck for the win. And as I said, it was in the same class as today. Last start was a complete throwout as uh, Too Late was beaten 15 lengths on the dirt at Los Alamitos. But since then, he has worked five times. So he looks to have the necessary tactical speed to, to basically stock the pace setters today. And then I think uh, Too Late uh, should have a big shot also because of the fact that regular rider and trainer the Doug O'Neill's go-to jockey, Mario Guterros, is back on the horse, uh, which certainly should help the cause. So Delmar, race seven, number eight, too late. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry Simpson can make you money. So make sure your HPI and your Dark Horse accounts are ready to get your information from Larry and help you win this weekend. Special hello to our friends at Mark of the Fans of Horse Racing. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you'd like to see a, or receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, and it is a thing of beauty, trust me. It was just released last week, and it's awesome. Email Larry Simpson at the Ponies 247 experience at gmail.com. Don't don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Stick around 105.9 The Region all week along. The legend. And warmers up next with the Feed York Region's only magazine show. I'll be back here Monday morning. Have a great day. Enjoy your horse race. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.